The Red Sox making moves, trading into the division. The Atlanta Braves picking up Chris Sale. But what does this mean? Could this create an opportunity for the Marlins and Red Sox to be trade partners? Equally, we're going to look ahead at 2024 New Year's resolutions for the Marlins. Equally, looking back on what was a wonderful 2023. Happy New Year, guys. And this is Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and Happy New Year. This is Locked on Marlins and your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on X at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening to the pod, firstly, thanks for listening. Thanks for making Locked on Marlins your first listen. Welcome to the pod. Make sure you hit subscribe. Leave a review also. Always appreciated, guys. There is a YouTube channel also. That is also called Locked On Marlins. Make sure you head on over to there and hit subscribe too. It is New Year's Eve. I am recording this at quarter to eight, 7.45 p.m. UK time. You guys are all still watching the Dolphins. It's half time. Not the best half of the Dolphins, but the Rams are doing the business. So we've got that to look forward to. Um, guys, I must say, the wine is already flowing in the Pratt household. I forgot. I have to call it out. I forgot to hit record on this episode earlier on. I realized I had not done it. I was like, oh man, I'm I'm two wines deep. Two wines deep. I need to hit record immediately. So, you know, the creative juices are, are kind of flowing right now. Um, other uh, other note to call out. I'm going into dry January from tomorrow. So this will be my last glass of wine. Last glass of wine for at least a month. So pray for me. <laughs> pray for me on that one, guys. No wine, no IPAs, no rums. Boy, oh boy. Nevertheless, the Marlins offseason uh, will no doubt keep me entertained and give me that fix. No doubt. This episode is sponsored by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And we've got tons to get into today, guys. I mean, listen, it's been a slow offseason, but it feels like Things are about to start turning, right? I mean, even the, like the Bravos end up dropping what, in the grand scheme, was a pretty big trade in many ways uh, yesterday evening. They sneak in there on the 2023 buzzer. and Chris Sale in, Vaughn Grissom out. Firstly, what I have to say on this one is um, the Braves were looking for a, an arm. They get Chris Sale. It's fair to say there's some injury risk with Chris Sale. Hasn't pitched a ton of innings for... You know, the last, what, four seasons? Not being, it's not been good. But he did pitch in and around 100 innings last year. So I think the Bravos are just preying on the health. And, you know, they get in a guy that has been there, seen it, done it. Like, one of the best pitchers there's been, particularly in kind of recent years as well. So I like, I, I can see where the Bravos were, were going with that one. I can see why they made that move. The Red Sox end up uh, acquiring Vaughn Grissom. Finally, Vaughn Grissom is traded. I mean, 
If I'd been covering Locked On Bravos, I mean, I'd have been just fed up with this guy's name because every hypothetical trade package that was out there was, we're going to send Vaughn Grissom and da-da-da. Vaughn Grissom, guys, in my opinion, and you know, you you probably uh, you, you could probably feel the pulse on this one from me. I'm just not a great believer in this dude. He's a guy that you know. It's different when you're playing on a, on a really good team. You can come in with absolutely zero pressure. You can do what you want to do. There is no pressure when you're on a hundred win team. You just rock in. You're part of the the kind of conveyor belt of, of talent, and it kind of slips under the radar whether you're any good or not. We're going to find out pretty quickly if Vaughn Grissom's any good. My gut feel is that I don't think he is. I don't think he can feel that well. I don't think the stick is really going to play. I feel like he's just a prospect name that's just been buzzy. And the Braves are one of the I mean, one of the biggest fan bases out there. And so, you know, they've created this buzz around Vaughn Grissom. Frankly, though, the Bravos have taken a risk too. This, this trade may end up being just an absolute wash. Vaughn Grissom may end up just not sticking at all at second base. Like, there's no shortstop in Von Grissom. There's no left field in, in Von Grissom. It's second base. So that's the interesting part here for the Red Sox. Do they plumb Von Grissom in there into second base, slide uh, Trevor Story over to shortstop? Next thing is, and we're going to segue into that because this is why it's really interesting. The Red Sox then all of a sudden start to have a bit of a logjam. They've moved sail. They need an arm. They've blocked shortstop. Red Sox have some really interesting names. So... That's why this is a really interesting move, I think, for the Marlins, and particularly for the Red Sox, where they've been effectively acquiring and building talent for a number of years. They haven't fully been in the mix. The, you know, the, the direction of travel of the organization is not blow the budget. We're going to go through a few years of drafting, trading, developing. They've obviously traded away some of the best players. They've acquired some talent. It hasn't always worked out, et cetera, et cetera. But that's just been the direction of travel for the Red Sox. And it feels like now, you know, maybe they're looking to just, you know, make some further moves. And, you know, we'll wait to see. We'll wait to see on this one. But overall, I think this this trade itself could be an absolute wash. Grissom delivers nothing. Like, most people talk about it go, hey, we've got six years of control on Grissom. All prospects have six years of control. <laughs> Whether they're any good, you'll find out. And I think the, the Red Sox will unfortunately find out that Grissom is a below-average player. That's just my gut feel. It's my read of him. Um, hyped up by a Bravos fan base that loves the hype. They love the vibes. They love the smoke. I think when it boils down to it, um, the Braves are really good at evaluating talent. And yeah, they've got a lot of talent around, but they couldn't find a role for Grissom. And so that to me was pretty obvious. Pretty obvious early on when they started talking about left field and oh, we're going to see him at left field. It's a nonsense. Smoke screen. Absolute smoke screen. Double A has been trying to deal him uh, all off season. They finally get it done. Finally, we, have, we can stop talking about Vaughn Grissom. Chris Sale to the Bravos. Boy, oh boy. Potential another stud into the NL East. They just keep rolling in. You look at the top five projected rotations, three of them are in the NL East. One of them is the Marlins. But the other two, Phils and Bravos, this division is absolutely loaded. Loaded. And the Mets are like a sleeping giant too when they kind of get their stuff together and they make their moves, which hasn't been this offseason, by the way. But the Mets will come again too. Like... The Marlins, Mets, and you know, the Nats are trending too. Really tough division. Really, really tough division. Um, but the Bravos, they have had probably the most creative offseason I think I've seen in a long time. I mean, if there's an overpaid guy, <clears throat> they aren't afraid, uh, afraid to acquire him. They're happy to eat the dough. Like, they'll take him on board if it comes with something. 
they have been moving money left, right, and center. You just it's it's hard to keep track, to be honest with you. Uh, obviously, the, the Red Sox, I believe, have retained some of Chris Sale's salary. There's some deferrals in there too. There's a club or a vesting option in there too into 25. It seems a pretty complex situation, but one final piece, this isn't locked on Braves, but listen, we pay close attention to the Bravos. Frankly, we don't want them to succeed. Obviously, they are in you know in reality our biggest rival. And for the Bravos, when I look at what's happening right now, <clears throat> the one clear indicator that I've been given by all of these moves is that by taking on all this extra money, littered around, um, they're not going to extend Max Fried. So I think Max Fried is going to be his final year with the Atlanta Braves. I don't think they're going to extend him. I think they've kind of run out of dough on that one. If they were, and if they were going to extend Max Fried, and they thought they could have got it done, we know how the Braves operate. They get their business done. If Max Fried isn't extended, it's because he's not getting one. He's going to be a free agent, um, which is probably good news for the Marlins because actually Max Fried, kind of under the radar, dude, right as a pitcher, um, very under the radar. I think obviously few injury issues last season, but Max Fried is just he's good, but even though he's pitching for the Braves. I feel like he's a touch under the radar. I don't know if maybe the Bravos are fully bought into him, and maybe that's why it's not getting extended. But anyway, big, big news before the year ends, and it was Chris Sale to the Braves. What could be a wash of a trade? It could be a win-win. We'll wait and see. Many people think the biggest winner out of it is Vaughn Grissom will be given an opportunity. I think that's fair. What Grissom does with that opportunity? Wait and see. But maybe the biggest winner could be the Marlins out of all of this because Vaughn Grissom plums in. Next thing is, Trevor Story slides across. That creates opportunities. So we're going to talk about those opportunities, plus some New Year's resolutions for the Marlins straight after the break. Uh, guys, this episode is brought to you, of course, by our good friends over at FanDuel. Uh, and listen, as the weather gets colder, and it is cold right now, the NFL offers stay hot. They stay real hot on FanDuel. New customers get $150 in bonus bets. With any winning $5 money line bet, that's 150 bucks. If your team wins, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use and has a wide range of betting options. It includes spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, guys, back here with me, Peter Pratt. Sunday, the 31st of December. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Approaching 8 p.m. UK time. By the time you listen to this, it might be 8 p.m. your time, East Coast time. Because I know most of the guys tuning in here are based over in the States. Guys, I want to take this opportunity now, after the break, when we're talking about New Year's, to thank everyone. To thank everyone for tuning in all year long. 2023 from a on-field product for the Marlins. Best year. Best year that I, as a fan since 2016, that I've experienced. 2020 was fun and was really fun considering like it was in the middle of a pandemic and we had nothing else to do. The 60-game sprint was fun, but 1-6-2 is just so different. The pain, the delight, the stress. On-field, you know, really, really encouraging. From this podcast perspective, also, the growth has been there. It's been great to see, and I appreciate everyone tuning in. I absolutely love it. You'll be stunned at the number of DMs I get 
from listeners that you wouldn't expect. People that tune into the show, listen regularly, that will message and say, hi, Pete, I appreciate what you do. There's loads of people, some of them, nothing to do with the Marlins, but a pretty high profile dude. So I got. I just want to thank every single one of you guys for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And my commitment is 2024, I'm back, baby, I'm back. 2024, I will continue. My, my wife, boy, oh boy, she's given the sign off for another year. Another year of Locked On Marlins from me in 2024. So I'll be back. We'll reevaluate that one at the end of 24. Um, but I get the sense that there's drama building here in Miami. So I need to be on it to cover it. Uh, I also want to thank personally and directly Sean Barrett. The UK go. He's been here. He's here pretty much every week with me. He'll be back tomorrow, by the way. We're kicking off the new year in style. I want to thank the UK goat Sean Barrett because, frankly, he is absolutely brilliant. And I appreciate all his time, effort, dedication, insight, and friendship. He's absolute stud. Me and Sean, we met over Twitter. And look at us now. And I appreciate him every single week. And I know everyone listening does too. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, what is Sean Barrett talking about? He's talking nonsense. That's normally my, that's normally me. <laughs> I get that towards me, but Sean, I've never heard anyone say he's talking nonsense. So Sean, I know you'll be listening. You'll be hung over. I know you absolutely, because you're absolutely tearing it up tonight. But when you do listen to this, Sean, I, I appreciate everything you do. And you're an absolute stud. To all the other guests that have joined me throughout the year, I try to mix it up. Listen, guys, it's tough doing a daily part covering the Marlins. There's loads of guys out there. Everyone's busy, et cetera, et cetera. So I thank everyone that has joined me all through 2023. And I'm sure there's going to be a steady flow of guests in 24. Okay, let's keep the show rolling. I just wanted to kind of add that in. I felt, felt it was right. And I'm feeling emotional. You know, two glasses of red. You're in that emotional state, right? So let's talk about the Red Sox and this trade and what why the Marlins could be the winners out of this one. And for me, it was actually a good friend of mine, John McGee, messaged uh, he's a Red Sox fan. I believe he's a Red Sox fan. I mean, he's a fan of baseball, but he's part of uh, Bat Flips and Nerds, a uh, big British-based um, baseball podcast. If you haven't heard those guys, go and check it out, Bat Flips and Nerds. Uh, but John McGee messaged when I was talking about Lozado, saying that, the well, fundamentally what I'm getting is vibes like, we can get Lozado on the cheap. We can just sling like a couple of, you know, a couple of Vaughn Grissoms will get Lozado. I'm going to call it out right now, guys. That is not the case. If you want Jesus Lozado, it's a we're talking King's Ransom territory. You're going to have to send studs. It is not a buy-low situation on Lozado. And we've seen, if you want to go and acquire these, these guys, these pitchers in free agency, you have to seriously pony up. Some teams don't want to do that. The Red Sox are included in that. So if you want to acquire above average ace level, and we are talking that, I went and looked at the odds for the, the NL Cy Young. Jesus Lozado, top 15. Yuri Perez, top 20, by the way. So that's why the Marlins rotation is so good. It's not even with, without, you know, that's excluding Sandy. So if you want to acquire a top 15 pitcher with three years of control, a lefty and an absolute stud, you have to pony up. There are no cheap options. There's no bargain basement options. That's why John McGee called it. And I think he really called this out. And I, I to be honest with you, Kudos to him. But I did think that when the trade dropped, I was like, mm, okay, the Red Sox, they've already got Story who's locked in there. Von Grissom, you're acquiring him. Okay, great. 
The Red Sox are going to need a pitcher. They may want another lefty too. Um, all of a sudden, you start to think, could this be a real fit for the Marlins? Anyway, John McGee called it out saying, listen, I, I agree with you, Pete. And I think if if the Red Sox are going to be in the mix for Lozado, and they should be, and I'm not sure if, you know, we'll see how this plays out, whether Lozado actually gets moved this offseason. Um, we spent a lot of time talking about him, but, you know, he, he called it out to say it's going to need, it's going to need a guy like Marcelo Maya, and it's going to need more than that. Marcelo Maya at this point is top 10, top 15 prospect in baseball. He plays shortstop. He's a lefty hitter. Uh, he's been, you know, he's only 20 at this point. Spent time in double A, in uh, high A as well last year. Um, high A in particular, he, he really performed well. Um, less so at double A. Obviously, at, at 20, it's a bit of a stretch there for him as well. But he's performed well through his minor league career thus far. Like I said, he's a top 15, top 10 prospect in all of baseball. That's the kind of prospect capital that's going to be required here, I think. But it isn't just that. He also said it's going to be him. Plus, it's you know could be a few guys that he, he called out, but he mentioned Duran, the outfielder, the center fielder for the Red Sox. Um, that you know he, he played half a season, OPS of eight to eight last year in in twenty twenty three, um, twenty four stolen bags in that period, eight home runs. Um, you know, effectively, the bat looks nice. The center field defense is like is okay, it's okay, but you know, a lefty stick. What's he got? Five years of control. I think he's, yeah, five years of control on him. You know, this is the kind of package that, you know, maybe the Marlins are looking for of an elite prospect, a top 10 dude, the play shortstop that's going to be near ready in like the next year or so, you know, looks enticing. An outfielder that's, that's, that's available now, big league outfielder, five years of control, lefty, could play center field. Maybe frees you up for Jazz Chisholm Jr. I mean, again, things can change. You say Jazz is your center fielder. You go and acquire another center fielder. Jazz can play somewhere else. You know, this is all fluid, to be honest with you. And Jazz, the priority for Jazz should be keeping the dude in the batter's box for as many at-bats as he can get. The Marlins need offense. When we come down to it for Jesus Lozado, the Marlins need offense. They need cheap offense. They need young guys. Um, you know, I've said it a couple of times in this part, though. It the these prospect packages, particularly for Maya, you just don't know what you're going to get. Right now, a top 10 prospect, what's it going to look like at the big league level? We just don't know. We don't know what it's going to look like, and that's the risk. But, you know, you trust Peter Bendix and his newly formed front office. And frankly, at this point, I trust him to make those types of deals. I trust him to go and acquire prospects you know, big league ready, et cetera, et cetera. I, I would trust him and all of the guys he surrounded himself with. He's a smart dude. He knows what he's doing. He absolutely does. But when I look at it, the Marlins, fundamentally, what do they need? They need more offense. There's going to be, if Lozano is moved, it's going to be a King's ransom deal that looks maybe similar to kind of like how the, the Soto deal was with the Yankees that I called out. You know, a five-player package, a four-player package. They went heavy on arms. The Marlins going the other way. They'd go like maybe four sticks, three sticks. Maybe you go like Maya, Duran, and someone else. Maybe it needs three guys to get Lozado. I don't know. I don't know. But honestly, John McGee, I think, has called this one to say, I can see this fit. The Red Sox have a need. 
The Marlins have a need, and it feels like their needs are overlapping a touch here, which does make sense. Let me know, Marlins fans, how excited would you be for a guy like Meyer, a top 10 prospect in all of baseball that plays shortstop that the Marlins desperately need? They need to find a long-term solution at shortstop. It, at this point, the indications are it won't be Jazz Chisholm Jr. I've, I've said it many times in this part. I think Jazz can play any any position defensively, um, to be honest with you. So I wouldn't be totally against giving Jazz another go there. But, you know, right now he's needed in center field. If they go and acquire another center fielder, then who knows? Things can change. But this type of deal, I think, is really interesting. I think the fit with the Marlins and Red Sox, particularly for Lozado, is very interesting. And I think because of what the Red Sox have been doing recently in terms of their organization with a bit more, like they've been going through the same process that the Marlins are about to embark on. And thus, you then maybe use some of that capital to go and get a guy like Lozado that's controlled for three years and adds a lot of value to your big league roster right now. Really interesting. Going to finish up here, guys, with three New Year's resolutions for the Marlins. Um, and there's probably more of them, to be honest with you, than three. But the three that kind of really came to my mind, um, <laughs> and these are kind of, you know, jovial in some ways, but the first one, that I wanted to call out for a New Year's resolution is the Marlins need to find a way to move on from the past. You know, new new front office, new direction. This is the time to move on from the mistakes of the past. And I think whatever, whatever that looks like, it's time to make it happen. <clears throat> and what I'm talking about is it's time for the Marlins to move on from Avicel Garcia. It's time for the Marlins to move on from Sixto Sanchez. Sixto Sanchez, like, we've been getting injury reports on Sixto Sanchez like he's been a big leaguer, like he's due to be coming back soon and impact the big leagues. He, he hasn't been on a mound for three years. There's no need for any updates on Sixto Sanchez at all, to be honest with you, through the year. Like, I found it a bit crazy that was the situation. But three resolutions. First one. Move on. Move on from the dead dough in Avi. Move on from Sixto Sanchez, to be honest with you. The second one, extend Luis Arias. Extend Luis Arias now. Commit to Luis Arias. His skill set, his ability, it's very unique. But you've done the hard work. You've moved Pablo. You get Arias. It's a win. What did the Twins do? Extend Pablo. The Marlins have to extend Luis Arias, and they have to extend him now. That's the New Year's resolution. It's got such little risk, such little risk, to be honest with you, in, in extending Luis Arias. He is who he is, and his hand-to-eye coordination, his bat-to-ball skills are unmatched. He is like no hitter I've seen before, personally. He's an absolute stud. So let's cut the dead wood. Let's extend the studs. Some would throw Jesus Lozado into that mix, and I understand why. And I think with Lozado, the question around him is, you know, can you make it work without Lozado longer term? And I think they can. I think the Marlins are so well set, and not just with the big league, but also kind of some guys coming through, that I think they can move Lozado for some sticks, that are, have a lot more control that will help this team 
you know, longer term. Should they extend Lazardo? Maybe. But I, for me, we just keep hearing the name. We keep hearing the name. Same as last year with Pablo Lopez. You keep hearing the name. And then finally, bang, bang, is done. Literally, Luis Arias extravaganza. But wait to see. For me, extend Luis Arias. Priority. I mean, that should be priority one, to be honest with you. But as a resolution, we want. To, I'd love to see an extension for Arias. He deserves it. The man has identified the talent. Kim Ang identified the talent. Pulled the trigger. Tough one for Pablo. Unique trade in many ways. The Marlins got it right, so did the Twins. They extended Pablo. The Marlins equally need to get it right and extend Luis Arise. The final one is spend more. Said it yesterday on Twitter. I'm getting really frustrated. It's really frustrating to hear and you see these kind of payroll projections and whatever. And the Marlins, of course, bottom five in around 100 million, you know, 110. That's some kind of number. Some of that's dead money. Um, you know, the way the game is right now with inflation revenues up for the, you know, Major League Baseball in general, you've got revenue sharing the highest ever. You've got record number of um, luxury tax payments. You've got everything that's in your favor. There should, there's no reason why the Marlins should not be going beyond their payroll from last year. Absolutely none. They're getting more money than they've ever gotten before that's given to them. All of this stuff, these national contracts, these everything that's going on, other teams and the league in general are just handing that money to the Marlins. And I want to see him invest. I want to see Bruce Sherman invest. I want to see them spend more money than they than they currently have now, because 100 million is way under is way under what they should be spending. Bruce Sherman and the Marlins should be spending, in my opinion, at least 140. Every club should be spending circa $140 million on their roster per annum. And it's embarrassing if you're under $100 million. And it's embarrassing, frankly, that it's not at least $120, $125, 130 You know, for me, the barometer should be $140. The game's growing. The money in the game is growing. Everything is growing. But these teams, their payrolls are not growing in line with the increases. Where's that money going? I think we all know. But as a fan, you have to, you want to see the best product on the field for your team, not the best business model. Sports, sports clubs, organizations, franchises, they should not be seen as a business model, to be honest with you. That's what sucks the life out of them, to be honest with you. I look at Man United, sorry for those non-soccer fans, but I look at Man United, and for me, that is the biggest example that I can think of right now after two glasses of wine, where you have an owner, an ownership group that acquires a ultra-successful team, ultra-successful, starts trying to run it, you know, late, tons of debt, tries to run it as a business, trying to turn a profit. Next thing is, they're a non-runner now. Non-runner. Sports should not be, should not be run as corporate entities to drive profitability. They shouldn't be. I understand why they are, but they shouldn't be. It doesn't mix. It's all about the passion, the feeling, the desire to win. And for Bruce Sherman, I want to see him invest more. I want to see him as his resolution to be, not I will spend more later down the line. It's I'm going to spend more than we did last year because we have to. We have to spend. By the very nature of arbitration, Standing still requires you to spend more. 
I want you to spend again. I want you to replace Jorge Soler properly. I want you to replace Sandy Alcantara properly. Or Johnny Cueto's money, however you want to look at it. That's what I want to see. Cut the dead weight. Extend Luis Arias. Spend more. Three resolutions that put the Marlins firmly back in the mix for 2024. The rotation's there. The bullpen's there. You need the offense. Bruce, there's no excuses. The fan base is crying out for it. You're trying to build something here. You cannot take a step backwards, a significant step backwards, after one season of the postseason because you're just going to blow all that trust into smithereens. Guys, I'm going to call it a day. Thank you so much for joining me all year long. Thank you for making Locked on Marlins your first listen of the day. I have no idea where the Dolphins score is up to right now. Uh, it looked a bit tough. Nevertheless, guys, don't let that bring you down. Hopefully, there's a bit of positivity here for the Marlins. I'm excited to cover this team into 24. I think this offseason will continue to be interesting. I'm very interested to see the way this front office will be operating, what kind of moves they start to make, um, and how that differs from Kim Ang's kind of all-in mentality. Guys, back tomorrow. New year, no booze. Sean Barrett on deck. See you then.